This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Today, I was thinking about um, this concept that I see happen with a lot of us as artists, and it's really... Simply put, I guess it's sometimes we get um, a little bit disenchanted, I suppose, with our art Mm -hmm. and we want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We don't always Mm -hmm. know that we're doing that, but I've seen that happen with artists. I've seen it in my own process and self, you know, in previous years as well. So I thought maybe we could chat about that. You up for that kind of conversation? Yeah, that sounds great. As soon as you said it, I feel like I know immediately what you're talking about when you have that kind of sudden urge to completely change art direction yeah or completely yep. do something different you yep. know, you're going along a path a path and then one day you wake up and you go no I'm just gonna chuck all of this in yep. and start something completely new is that what we're talking about totally totally <laughs> and I think that it's common in you know entrepreneurs like it's not you know exclusive to artists but I think um Obviously, it's something that we definitely see up close as artists. So it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's it's a common human trait that when we get into these important projects, you know, and maybe self-doubt sets in. I mean, I just want to really walk through like, well, what makes us do these things? Like what's actually mm-hmm. happening, you know, beneath the surface that makes us feel like, you know, another direction is a better idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because from the inside of that experience, it can seem like uh, the most obvious idea, you know, Mm -hmm. like you just, I think there's a lot going on in terms of we could talk about, but kind of to, to jump in a little bit, whatever's going on inside us, the ego, the, I don't know, protective devices and strategies, kind of it's really at a a deep almost subconscious level something's going on to trigger but at the conscious level it seems just like a logical choice we're like oh this we start I don't know coming up with reasons you know like oh this isn't working very right or this seems like I'm I'm wasting my time or um this other way might be easier I've 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 made I've chosen the wrong path and it's too difficult I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think that in that moment you know being I can speak from experience being in that moment it doesn't feel like you're giving up per se there's often there's a lot of self-talk and a lot of you know I don't know the devil on the shoulder giving you the reasoning why it's perfectly logical and reasonable (laughs) that this particular path that you're on isn't going to work out so why not jump over to some other project some other art exploration that's probably going to be more reliable higher chance of success like these are the little whispers you're getting in the air all these very reasonable logical sounding things have you felt like that Am oh 100 100 right? <laughs> and it's funny because i think that for me it showed up really frequently in the beginning you know like i'd, I'd say actually it wasn't probably well it might have been at the beginning too but definitely in the middle you know, where I was like, oh, I should do this, and then I should do this. And there was a part of me that I suppose was really trying to grow as an artist. And so 
I felt like, you know, there was a, a letting go that was happening that I had mm-hmm. to do to make progress. Um, but thankfully, I had someone like my husband, you know, in my life who was like, hold on a minute. What are you doing? Don't scrap everything you've just done. You know, let it be seen and, you know, evolve it. So, like, he was always grounding me in, you mm-hmm. know, in in these, like, new departures, you know, that seemed better and you know different he always kind of had me cool my jets a little bit and like you know yeah and isn't that interesting that it's the flip side of that so to us we've got this little devil giving us all these great reasons why it's a a, the thing to do but that's the thing from the outside from like when you're talking to artists from your point of view from your husband's point of view they can kind of see that really clearly that it's um well it's it's like a self-sabotage isn't it totally terminology yes absolutely i just got chills when you said that because it's a hundred percent self-sabotage and the problem the problem with self-sabotage is we don't recognize it you know Mm -hmm. we don't see it as sabotage we're just like you said we're reasonably (laughs) convincing ourselves that this other way is a better way you know because we're i think in this self-preservation you know that's clearly deeply rooted in fear of whatever it is that we're you know working on i think i mean for me it was um came on really really strong when i started working on my sculptural work Um, To the point that I was literally like hiding them, you know, not showing them and wondering if, you know, I should do something different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was literally like I was like dropped it like a hot potato. Yeah. You know? Yep. 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 Too hot. Can't touch you. You're a little too, you know, scary for me. And I think as luckily I didn't throw them in the bin. I just Mm. put them kind of tucked them away. But um, I think that we, you know, don't even know this, these traits that are, you know, self-sabotage because they're so sneaky. I think quite a few um, people who, you know, write in the area of creative process and like the bravery or the um, commitment that it takes to carry through creative ideas, whether yeah. that's like artistic or entrepreneurial, just like to be more of a groundbreaker. Um, and I'm sure that I've read uh, with Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. Yes, I think his yes. book's called, which I'm not a huge fan of because <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit sort of masculine and aggressive in some ways, but he talks about the resistance and yeah. he talks about, and I'm sure that the um, the other writer who talks about your North Star, who, which whose name is um, escaping me at the moment, but there's another um, writer who talks about that. And they talk about how the resistance actually heightens as we get closer to what's most important to us Um, like the stakes come up so we care about it more so therefore we um, start to feel like there's more on the line and maybe also in the context of our art and and what we're talking about here we're getting to things that are more authentic because we talk about that a lot like this process of digging in and getting into ways of expressing what's unique for us what's more authentic and that can feel more dangerous because we're vulnerable we're putting something out there which is 
feels uniquely us. So it's like we're putting us out there it's, on the it line. It feels highly personal. Yeah. And, mm. and I think, you know, exposed is a strong word, but I think I definitely felt a little exposed. Like, here you are, you weirdo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I guess, you know, as humans that stay in tribes, even though I swear I would be a really good loner, um, <laughs> I think we're really wired to not do things that disrupt us to be expelled from the tribe, you know, yes. and to blend yeah. in. And I, I definitely spent a good portion of my early young years trying to blend in as a mm -hmm. girl who, you know, had bright red hair and felt like I just stood out. And I was like, just blend in. Don't do anything that makes you stand out. Like, that was Don't, literally yeah. my mode of operation. So to be my artist self that kind of did things, you know, that took risks and made myself stand out felt really uncomfortable like super uncomfortable you know really exposed and and vulnerable and mm -hmm. so i think that's where the hot potato part was like oh just drop that we've talked about a lot on this podcast around the idea that um watering down what's unique about you and what's unique about your artistic expression is not helpful in terms of the marketplace because if yep. you think that the more of the same there is the, the more competition there is then it becomes more about price um and it's also like just a, a sea of the same kind of thing so it's hard to get any kind of market differentiation to to attract collectors who are loyal to your particular creative vision and i don't know that th at this point i think everyone can see the logic of that and yet somehow again that little devil on our shoulder because we have that rising anxiety and fear that comes as we get closer to that unique voice which mm -hmm. might be something it's almost like the closer we get to that kind of vision of offering something to people that they're not going to see anywhere else then we're like oh there's nothing else like this out there that makes it weird. Mm, maybe I should just offer something that looks more like everyone else. It's <laughs> totally. A it's so very weird. Have you read um, the Icarus Deception by Seth Godin? Have you read? No, that book? I haven't. Tell me. I'm, that is probably one of my all-time favorite books, and he talks about that where if we fly too high, you know, the theory is, you know, you'll be burned if you fly mm -hmm. too low. Like you got, it's it's a great book. And for anyone who's really feeling that resistance, I think that book really kind of talks about that in great length. Um, mm -hmm. And it really challenges you to see it through the lens of like, how high do you want to fly, you know, and not mm. put us put ourselves in these boxes. Um, you know, in fact, just talking about it makes me want to reread it again, because I read it a couple years ago, probably three years ago. And I think that um, I have such a different perspective now than I had when I was three years ago. But I remember walking yeah, around with definitely. that book in my hand and I was like to my husband, oh, my gosh, this is me. This is me in a book. And I was oh, like, wow, OK. Yeah, I was literally like and he was like, really? <laughs> you know, like, So if you're an artist who feels the resistance, I would definitely recommend that book as well. I think um, it's it's a real thing. You know, it's a real mm. thing to have these flare-ups and, you know, these boundaries that we 
kind of keep ourselves in and, you know, through self-sabotage. And, um, and one of the things specifically that I've been noticing, especially with more experienced artists or, you know, intermediate to more experienced is instead of really, you know, refining and digging deeper, you know, internally, right. yeah. there's, there's, a uh, the resistant looks more like maybe I should just, you know, go and do this instead of this, you know? And so mm. I think it's that thing of, where I said, you know, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. What a terrible expression, by the way. I mean, (laughs) that is pretty horrible. (laughs) It's just, yeah. But I mean, I guess the thing is like, don't drop everything. I mean, I think when we get to that point that the solution really starts to become pause and reflect, dig deeper, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. opposed to like completely scrap everything that you know and you've been, you know, because this is better. What's really interesting about pausing and reflecting and digging deeper is it's it's actually quicker answers that come easier. Like the other way looks easier. You know, the grass looks greener. It's like, oh, that's yeah. that's all fresh. That's new. You know, that's going to be more acceptable, whatever, whatever our logical brain is trying to rationalize. But pausing and reflecting constantly gives me really quick answers when I train myself to do it frequently, um, which... Like, I literally feel like I'm a repeating, you know, door here where I'm like swinging around going, (laughs) Beck, do you know what I did the last, you know, week and a half? I think I went into my studio, completely looked at my inspiration images, and I completely removed the least important ones. Didn't necessarily add, but I really honed in. I was like time because I'm working through the, the final stages of an exhibition. So it was like, delete, get rid of, clear out what really isn't moving me. You know, and yeah, kind of yeah. refine it. So even though I so do that a often. lot. Yeah, you it's, do. It's for me, it's like, I don't know, it just feels like it gives the whole studio fresh energy, you know, and yeah. it gives this like, I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay, got it. And then when I'm in there, I just stay focused. I'm like, that's the energy. Yep, got it. You know, and it's just this, for me, the visual stimulation of that is mm creating this energy i could be wrong but i feel like it's a physical energy in the space that isn't clouded it's not murky it's more um refined so this is kind of what i would say more of my final stage of like completing a vision is you know refine and simplify and get rid of the extra stuff the extra stuff yeah yeah what i love about that is that it gives me a sense that you are have a very living process as in it's always uh, changing and in a very moment to moment way like you're always in touch it's it there's not a at the beginning you know I do a board I do a Pinterest board I do a mood board and then in the middle I just paint 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 and then at the end the paintings are done yeah like it's more uh that constant iteration evolving it's like things are I'm having a real visual of you know fluidity like things are always slightly moving giving you different perspectives one of the things I think that's hard to well for someone like me I find that hard to wrap my head around and 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 imagine being able to do that um, because it feels like it introduces a sort of a level of uncertainty to everything but at the same time, I can also see how that might really help with what we're talking about here because this kind of baby with the bathwater yeah. is very much about 
creating like I have a beginning and then it hasn't worked so now all that's gone and I have to start fresh rather than understanding that like you're saying you can the bits that don't feel like they're working so much or they don't excite you anymore take those take those off bring in some fresh but there's it's a it's a rolling kind of um expression does that make sense the way i'm trying to i what i love about (laughs) our conversations is it's so interesting the way that we see so differently so when you said this brings this level of uncertainty and i'm like that's really interesting because keeping it the way it was was bringing uncertainty to me Yes. And yes. so it was literally like, I can't see Claire anymore. I need to bring clarity. I need to bring certainty. So removing that. what was cloudy or not really strong, you know, wasn't mm-hmm. the strongest. It's like I'm down to the 20% of my images, you know, really mm-hmm. clicking for me. And so for me, it was the actual uncertainty that made me do that rather than creating uncertainty. So I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's perfect. And um, yeah, and you're clarifying your vision. You're clarifying yes. and, and getting more of that. Um, you just, it, I'm just getting some personal coaching now because I have a board right <laughs> here that has become a bit stale and I've been moving on and with my ideas, but at the same time also feeling a bit like I've lost momentum on them. And I'm like, hmm, this is a message. Get in there freshen take the take the the stuff that you feel like isn't exciting you anymore down let's bring something new into the mix but the the thread's there the thread is there exactly the thread's already there it's more of refining it's not Mm. abandoning it's refining Mm. and again letting go of the the things and again when i when i talk about inspiration every everybody's different and what matters to them but for me um you know, I kind of zoom out in the beginning, you know, and really kind of do this big brain dump. And so the process really is this, you know, refining process. Because I think the thing about um, my art in particular, which I would assume most artists are trying to do this, is we want to have this feeling, you know, that we want to get from our art, and we want to express that feeling. And when there's too much going on, and especially, you know, as you're refining for an exhibition or something, you really have to get clear. You know, you really mm-hmm. want to clarify that vision and that voice so that what comes out of your studio is um, cohesive, just cohesive and in tune. Like I go into the studio and I know what to do, even yeah. though I did take, you know, an hour to rearrange photos, which probably looked you know, like, what is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) Why is she doing this now? But, and I literally move them. I move them into a different corner. Like, it's just such a energetic shift. I I moved the studio around just a little bit as well, partly because I physically had to move things in order to make space for some bigger things. Mm -hmm. But um, just literally physically moving them to another position, you know, again, it's just this energetic shift of, then I go in and I go, okay, yep, that's what I got to do. And it just, I feel more in sync, you know? Yeah. So, And I feel like what you're doing, the way you're describing that, it makes me think in, um, in terms of you're kind of removing for the moment, like maybe those pictures go to the side and maybe they'll come out for something else. But for, mm-hmm. for this purpose, yes. for this exhibition you're creating, for what you're working on now, 
you're taking away some of those less important for now kind of um, like they're distractions, but they're they're p- pathways of possibility. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Pathways you're of taking possibility. Taking away exactly. some of those possibilities, which yep. are, are ways that the art could have gone, yeah. but you're being more decisive about the path that you're choosing for now because we can't hold – 100 possibilities at once that's when we get yes that's when it gets (laughs) into in in the beginning i mean i love the idea of possibility and i really you know lean into that and really let it unfold as i go Mm -hmm. through the experience but yeah at this point the possibilities are getting much more focused and narrow and intentional Mm -hmm. and like yes this but not that you know and yeah. that's because I've made the art along the way and I've learned from those experiences to bring that forward. And so it's been like um, the process really goes from not only making the art, but the art is influencing the inspiration back. And that's why I think of that course, there's yeah. this fluid experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes so, so much sense. Yeah. So instead of me going, you know what? I got to scrap it and start over. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, don't scrap it. Anyone that's what, feeling like they want to scrap it, don't. Don't scrap it. Don't and scrap it. Because what you said earlier was about, it's about going deeper. Yes. And you can't go, it just makes sense that you can't go get to a deeper level if you're constantly restarting at a surface level. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. And I feel like one of the kind of red flags from what we've been talking about would be if the alternative, as you say, is to go deeper and more refined on something that you've been looking at for some time or the devil on your shoulder. I'm just loving that. I'm going to stick with that. Um, you know, that's that's the angel. The angel is saying you could go deeper um, versus what the devil's saying is scrap that and just do like what that person over there is doing. Like that's yeah. a red flag because yeah. at that point you've had no, you haven't been working on that. That hasn't interested you before. And all of a sudden you're just going to wholesale bring in from the outside some other kind of idea that you're just going to plop on top. Like I think, uh, and yeah, hey, I am right up there doing that as much as anyone else. You're on Instagram, you're scrolling through, you see something lovely and you're like, I could add something like that why just (laughs) let's just think about that for a minute why would you import something from externally that hasn't really been through any process with you that you don't have real any affinity with am i on the right track here not only that but i think this is why people feel like they don't get momentum you know they don't get any traction because when you are adding outside influences that aren't really internally connected it, mm. it it it's gonna end up that you spit it out in the end. I mean, that's my mm. guess. Based on my personal experience, yeah. it turns out that I just spit it out and it doesn't stick. You know, like it's a process that you can mm. go through, but it doesn't necessarily internally stick. Um, the way yeah. that if you're just it's digging like deeper. something that you're trying on. Yeah, I just had a weird analogy pop up as we were talking about that. It's like you know, if you go shopping in a fancy store and and you are 
kind of talked into yes. in that moment buying like <laughs> I don't know the sequined red mini dress that the that the assistant's going oh that looks, looks so, so fab. fab and then you take it home and <laughs> it's really expensive and you put it in your wardrobe and it sits with its cover on for the next I don't know five <laughs> ten years and you never ever wear it because it's not you but it's just sitting there totally you feel bad that you spent money on it and it's <laughs> does this sound like I might have a red sequined dress that might come from? <laughs> You know what it's making me remember too is like um when I went to Hawaii years ago with my family my yeah. mom and you know it's in my 20s or something and we're all buying these Hawaiian print dresses and shirts you know and then yeah. you go home and you're like I'm never gonna wear this here like it's the same thing <laughs> of like you know sometimes it seems like a good idea and then it turns out that yeah. it's not really sustainable you know and I think that's yeah. that's ultimately the thing that you know even though digging deeper is uh, uncomfortable because you have to go through getting comfortable with showing your true self i think ultimately yeah. that's where the resistance really starts that little devil's like you don't want to show your real self that's not yeah. going to be good it's never ended well for you when you do this so i mean the resistance is real and yet mm. if we go out and try on that sequence dress you know and try it on and then it ends up in the clock. Like, what have you just done? You just derailed yourself, you know, yeah. with stuff that doesn't exactly. matter. And the real source of, you know, true inspiration is internal. Like, it's really in there. I mean, I, I just literally laugh at myself in the studio sometimes because I'm like, it has been here all along. Where have you been? Yeah. Like, just <laughs> be in the moment, you know, trust yeah. yourself. And I think it has to, and you're enough you're enough like you're enough you're enough and you you really can trust yourself and it takes practice to trust yourself i think mm -hmm. you know but trusting that you are enough is mm -hmm. again that muscle and the resistance is the test you know the yeah. i think that yeah. the little devil is like testing you and the thing is i think the more you kind of say hey little devil i got this for right now <laughs> <laughs> it gets quieter. The devil's not as loud. Yeah. My devil is definitely not as loud um, as it used to be, you know, but under mm -hmm. pressure, um, it definitely shows up. I mean, it's definitely pipes up, pipes up and like, you sure you're going to be able to pull this off? You sure you're going to be able, you know, and but then it's like, mm -hmm. you know, my challenge to myself these days is like, yeah, I got this. Thanks for coming. But I got this today. And knowing that you have power over this you know and you can guide yourself mm. rather than feeling like you're at the whim of the market or you're at the whim of you know any outside influence that's it you know yeah it's like your own agency and kind of responsibility as well it feels like that moment like you say when the doubts come up and the voice suddenly gets it uh, louder first of all great sign that something important's yeah, happening yeah. um you know take that as a sign that what's in front of you right now is really important also it's kind of going back to that possibility idea it's it's an opportunity and it, it's a moment it's a real moment to pause and say who do I want to be yes and when I look back on this moment which choice which decision will I feel really made a difference when I look back on this in next year or in five years is it the decision that, like you say, kind of derails me and takes me off on this 
let's do something that feels like it might be easier and just work out but doesn't feel so important or is it spending the time kind of doubling down on the thing that feels wobbly yeah (laughs) feels kind of risky but I'm not sure how it's going to work out but feels deep down like it's the thing that I want to explore because even if it doesn't I mean, to me, that seems like such an obvious choice because even if the, the, the thing that feels important doesn't work out, when you look back on that moment of decision-making in two years' time, jumping off that to just, I don't know, leap onto something that seems popular or trending, like I know in two years' time, that, that's going to be so forgettable. I'm not going to be happy that that's what I did. Yeah. And at the the end of the day, like, you got to live with yourself. You know, we each have to Mm. live with our decisions. And, you know, I always look at what I'm doing in the studio and say, if I didn't do this, would I regret it? You know, would I regret Mm, that I didn't make this? Would I regret that I didn't go and have a challenge, you know? And the answer is constantly yes. Like, I would totally regret it if I didn't do it. And does it make me completely come unstuck and, you know, sticky and tangled in a big mess of, like, what the heck sometimes? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that, like, to say that we can make art without that, you know, it's going to happen the other way. Whether you, you know, the sequenced dress has all sorts of tangly webs. (laughs) It's got, it's have you seen webs, the yeah. threading on those sequence dresses? I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> Everywhere you walk, you leave a trail of sequins. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it'll fall off. Yeah. yeah. So I think it it looks easier, you know, and again, it's that low-hanging fruit, but not necessarily. There's prices yeah, to pay exactly. either way you go. Um, and I think that what the braver thing to do, you know, is really to sit with yourself and be in the question of like, why is a resistance happening? You know, why do I not want to do this thing? Or why am I not allowing myself to do the thing that I said I wanted to do, you know, and really kind of own it? Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't rush through it. Don't run away kind of from the feeling of it and rush to make a decision. Sit with it and ask why this is coming up now, why this is happening. Yeah that's going to yield a lot of juicy answers and maybe more questions, which is what the process is all about, right? Yeah. And I think, too, the last thought that comes to my mind is really around what appears to be easy wins versus, Mm. you know, I think sometimes these paths of like, oh, that looks easier, you know, or that's, you know, going to give me a quicker win or be more acceptable, whatever that is. Um, Mm. but if you look beneath that surface, like say you did get that one easy win, then, then what, you know? Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is the easy win isn't always the easy win, you know, and that's where I look and say, you know, is the path that I've taken, you know, it's much more, I guess, in depth, but I feel like Mm. the road is there. Like there's no end to the road. I'm on it. And it's part of the journey. Yeah. But um, 
you know, I'm willing to sit in those uncertainty questions. I'm willing to sit in with that resistance and saying, what are you doing, little devil? You're messing with me, you know? <laughs> like, I, I'm just hit it, hitting it head on. Just make sure you have people around you who can say, hey, what are you doing? Freeze with that bathwater. There's yes. a baby in there. Exactly. <laughs> 